podcast this week? Go for it. Who the fuck is Marius Kopel? <laughs> no idea, man. Where the hell did this guy come from? <laughs> Who the fuck is Alice? Who the fuck is Marius Kopel? <laughs> exactly. Okay, so... I had to do a little bit of digging because obviously I had no idea who this guy was. Um, he's from Romania. Uh, he's been basically languishing. Well, I said languishing. Is that the right word? He's been in the Challenger Tour for quite a while. Last year or so, he's kind of been more solidified in the top 100. He was 93 before um, the event in... Help me out here. In Basel. In Basel, yep. Yeah. For the Swiss Indoors this week. Um, and now he's moved up to 60. Yeah, big one jump. tournament. Yeah, three hundred points plus another ten, I think, for qualifying. That's right. He uh, he had to qualify, as you mentioned. Um, his record before this was, um, well, actually, even <laughs> including this, is nineteen and twenty-one for the year. So he's got a losing record, um, which you'd expect for most players outside the top fifty, I would say. Yep. Um, but he got through Misha Zverev, Dusan Lohevic. Ryan Harrison, Marin Cilic, Taylor Fritz, Alexander Zverev, and ran Roger Federer pretty damn close. Yeah. I think the only city he lost on the way was to um, Alex Zverev in the semis. Right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, he had a solid tournament. Yeah. What are your thoughts on his game? Oh, not much. <laughs> nah. like, he's got a he's got a a pretty good uh, second serve, not not the best first serve. Um, he's got very flat strokes, which to me lend itself to. A good performance on an indoor court. Yeah, the indoor hard court surface helps those guys, right? Exactly. Flatter hitters. I got something to say. Basil okay. came round. Federer at home. He's dominant, isn't he? Yes, he is. You know, uh, since two thousand and seven, Fed's only missed his home event once in two thousand and sixteen. Okay. He, he's lost in the finals three times: two thousand and nine, two thousand and twelve, and two thousand and thirteen. He's won every other year. Oh. Now <laughs> that's not bad. Is it? <laughs> I wish I knew that before last week when we were saying maybe he might lose early. <laughs> not Roger. No, not, not all Roger. Roger. Well, so it's, it's a bit of a freaky effort, right? The last eleven years, missed it once, three finals, you've won it seven or eight times. Yeah, boy, he's a good player, isn't he? Definitely is. And I was watching Federer play in this tournament, and I thought to myself, boy, he hasn't lost that much of a step. Like he's looking pretty good. Covers the court so well. Yeah, right. He moves so efficiently that doesn't seem like he's losing a step against Koppel in the final he got to a point I think it was 30-40 when he was serving for the match boom 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 first serves to win it you know like that's and that's just how he is he he can serve pretty big actually and he can put the ball on a dime yeah I think that placement beats power right and he can what he does with the ball off that same toss is incredible Federer's ability to place the serve is severely underrated I think yeah. and it's w- w- a huge part of his game definitely is yeah, yeah. Um, okay well what else happened we also had uh, Vienna yeah. where Kevin Anderson booked his uh, ticket to London yeah he uh, he smashed the field really uh, mm. I think he had a tough match the first one with Bashalashvili but uh, had a pretty easy week and he got through and beat Nishikori in the final 3-5 and five. I mean, not surprised here. I called Kevin Anderson winning the event last week. Um, Again, we talk about these big hitters playing indoors on a faster surface. They're going to be tough to beat. Absolutely. And now we've got Nisha Corey, who must reach the Paris semifinals for a chance to qualify for the year-end champs. For a chance. Yep. So a few players losing some points coming up, huh? Absolutely. Well, let's just go through, I guess, the race to London really quick then, while we have it, just uh, because we're... Uh, we've got Paris coming up this week, followed by the next-gen finals in Milan, 
following week is the London year-end championships, which I guess we're all gearing up for now. Yeah. Um, okay, so the, the top six have booked their spots, which is Nadal, Djokovic, Federer, Del Potro with an asterisk, uh, Zverev, and Anderson. They've booked their, booked their ticket. Um, Chilich is at seventh. He will qualify uh, with a semi-final in Paris, and we've got Dominic Team who qualifies by winning Paris. Kane Shikori, who's ninth, must reach Paris semi-final for a chance to qualify. John Isner must reach Paris final for a chance to qualify. What do I think is the best chance out of that? Yeah. Maybe Isner. What? Yeah. Um, I think he's going to just crush those indoor courts in Paris. Well, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. You know, mm-hmm. something on the line there. Um, I think the top half of that draw is pretty pretty average. Um I also think the bottom half of the draw is stacked with some like Federer in there. Mm. Federer and Djokovic on the same half of the draw indoors, right? Yeah. Nadal hasn't played a match uh, in the last couple of weeks. So he might come out rusty? I don't know. Playing on a faster court, I think there's some upsets in that top half of the draw. Yeah, yeah very well, maybe. Um, you know, Kevin Anderson's got a rematch with Nishikori coming up in there. It's... um. Yeah, it's a very interesting tournament, you know. Are these guys geared up fully for the last thousand or are they just using it as a match practice before they play the year-end event? Mm. Let's just have a look at a few of these matchups in Paris. We've got Gasquet and Shapovalov first round. Who do you like? Yeah, uh, Chapeau. Chapeau? Uh, I don't often say that, uh, but Gasquet, I think he pulled out an event last week. Um, I think it gives uh, Chapeau a chance. Okay. Yeah. And if he wins that, he's got a guaranteed win with Jack Sock in the second round. Well, that's it, right? <laughs> and my boy Jack Sock, losing, losing points. Defending boy. champion here. Oh, God, poor Jack. Jack you and know if he what? wins that, he's got Nadal, right? I really win, want win, Jack win, to just win a few matches you, here. Yeah, but you win one match, you get 90 points, and you've got to, be, you've got to play Nadal. Good luck. <laughs> Sorry, Jack. I did all I could for you, buddy. Um, Medvedev, Karido Busta, another quality first-round match. Who do you like there? Yeah, Medvedev. Yeah. Same thing, slapping yep. that ball around on the hard courts. Yeah, absolutely. TFO Mahout, I got TFO there, what do you reckon? Yeah, see that's where you and I differ. Uh, I think Mahout playing at home, seven bolly, hard courts, he's got a shot. I think and, he, I, and he qualified, so he's used to yeah. the used to the environment. And on th- I, I think he'll beat him in three sets. Okay. Yeah, a couple of breakers in there. Yeah, no, that sounds good. Yeah. Lopez de Menor. Yeah. Lopez, I think, qualified as well, didn't he? He did. Uh, You're right, yep. Demonor, bit fighting. I think he'll get him. I think he'll beat the experienced player of Lopez. I'll say whoever wins that is going to get through Schwartzman. Yeah, good call. Yeah, Schwartzman on the indoor hard court, no chance. I, I heard the uh, French saying that they've um, quickened up the court for this, this week's event. Oh, is event. that right? Yeah. Interesting. So even, you know, Federer's draw there with the winner of Raonic, I think that's a tough second-round match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kachanov Edmund second round who you like yeah. Kachanov yeah I like him yeah. mind you yeah yeah I like him I'll give yeah. him to him I do yeah. too um, I like Isner to get through that section though yeah. as you said see I think he's got a draw and you know does he have to win it to go then if he has to win it he might win it that's true uh, we've already spoken about Anderson uh, he's got Basilashvili likely to get through there we think yeah. um, and then it'll be a an interesting rematch in the third round with possibly Kane Nishikori. Yeah, so, again, back-to-back yeah. tournaments, and yeah. you know they would have played what twice in four days or five days. Then mm. it could be a swing of a swing of results. Federer, who's the third seed, has probably the worst draw. I think um, he's got the winner of Raonic and Songer first round. 
Yeah. Um, Songer, of course, just coming back with a wild card to get into the event. So I'm going to have to take Raonic on that one, I think. Yeah, Raonic might pick to beat Federer. That's my pick of the week. Yeah. There's no you heard odds. it here first, kids. There's, there's no odds out for that. But I think on the harder courts, quicker courts, I think Rogers played a lot of matches last week in Basel. He'll fly to Paris. I think that's tough. Mm. Um, Chilich, Cole Schreiber. Cole Schreiber generally tends to do better than his game suggests. Yeah. He generally does pretty well in these events. And so I wouldn't be surprised if he beat Chilich. Chilich has had a couple of slow events the last couple of weeks as well. I think losing first round and second round last mm-hmm. couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, here we come to the most interesting part of the draw for me, Andy, and that's Dimitrov. Um, not because of who he's playing. He's got Bautista Agut first round, which is a coin flip for me. I have no yeah. idea who's going to win that. Um, but Agassi um, has flown over to Paris to join his coaching team. What do you think about that matchup? Yeah, interesting. Hmm. Um, Agassi, someone, you know, Agassi, someone with a two-handed backhand was known for taking that ball early and Dimitrov's yep. got a one-handed backhand in a slightly more all-court game. Hmm. Uses a bit more feel compared to Agassi would have used. Um, hmm, that's fair, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how those combinations work well with each other or not. Do you see Agassi giving him a bit of a boost? Well, I don't know what can be wrong for Dimitrov. I don't. Th- I think anything's a boost compared to where he's been. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's had a shocking 12 months. Yep, that's um, fair. Especially after the promise of winning the ATP yeah. World End last year. He won the year. tournament last year. He's, yep. got, he's got another one. He's going to lose 1,500-odd points, and he's going to drop down to around that 30 place in the rankings. Mm-hmm. and. You know, Which I think would be fair given the last 12 months. Yeah, it's probably yeah. where he sits. I, I would even drift a little lower than that. Mm. Um, but it'd be, what do I think of Agassi? Mm. I, I can't believe he's going to go out there and be on the circuit. Well, I don't, I don't know if he will be, but he's he's there for this event. For so this event. Presumably. Um, yeah, with, a just goal, to, with an eye forward for, the, for next year maybe. Probably, yeah. Wow. And I don't see Agassi as the kind of guy who would spend his whole year on the circuit anyway. No. But, you know, a few key events if, and, you know, to help out and give your opinion. And yeah. It's certainly a great tennis mind. And someone who's been there at, in the moments, right, that you want that ex- where you want to draw that experience from. Someone who's been in the Grand Slam final. Someone who's been up. Someone who's been down. Someone who's been through the roller coaster of tennis. Right? Yes. I think that's great for someone like Dimitrov to And it's a good point because as has been well publicized in the past Agassi went through a, a large dip uh, in his I think late 20s and uh, you know was doing things that he shouldn't be doing and didn't put, dedicate himself to the sport put on a heap of weight put on a heap of weight was drinking more Mountain Dew than he was playing tennis um, doing a little bit of crack here and there here and there <laughs> here and there as you do um, so I think it's good from that perspective that perhaps Dimitrov hasn't dedicated himself to the sport as he needs to this year and maybe um, Agassi will be able to help him in that regard. Yeah, well, just, just a different mindset around the camp, right? Mm-hmm. I think he's had Murray's old coach, Danny Villaradu, uh, helping him out for the last couple of seasons. And, and you know, things can get stale. Yeah. You, know? yeah you, could, you could have the exact right game plan being delivered by a different person, and it can sound different. Exactly. You know, and just having that energy and that, you know, vigoration might help him. Yeah. And I hope it does, because he's a great player. But, boy, we haven't seen it this year. No. No, especially after the promise of the end of last year, right? Yeah. Winning the year and event, you think, here we go. Not yeah. This. We even discussed earlier in the year, I think, about his chances at Wimbledon, and we agreed that they weren't good, and it's only gone downhill since then. Yeah. Um, okay, getting towards the bottom of the draw, 
Tsitsipas versus Jamur. I think Tsitsipas has got to be the favourite getting through that one. Um, and then the winner to play probably Djokovic, assuming uh, Sousa doesn't uh, take him down, who I think he'll beat Chekinato. Um you, you think Tsitsipas has a chance to beat Djokovic? I don't know. I don't, I, it's the same thing, right? I think there's a chance. Big serve, big game, but Djokovic is on fire, right? Yeah. He's He's been dominating the sport since Wimbledon. You think Djokovic is the favourite for the tournament? I think he's the tournament favourite to win this tournament. I think I've seen the odds. I think he's under two bucks to win the tournament, and I think for him to win the year-end event would be very similar. Wow. Yeah. All right. It's crazy. Like, so uh, so that's um, that's Paris. Uh, what happened with the ladies last week, Andy? Well, Sloane Stevens, my favourite tanker, <laughs> she, she's back. <laughs> I called it. I said, there's no money in it the previous week. She won't try. She didn't. She was out. This week I said she'll be back to play million bucks plus on the line. Mm-hmm. She was undefeated through pool play and made the final. So it was a smart decision to tank. Yeah. Okay. Tank effect, effective. Good. Yeah. She picked up one point two million and a thousand and eighty points for her effort. So is it fair for me to say to the kids out there listening, sometimes you have to tank. Yeah, but the kids aren't traveling, Gareth, like this, right? Oh, like, they travel around Atlantic Canada. <laughs> Sometimes you got to tank to get to the next tournament, don't you? <laughs> Tournaments are weeks apart. I think it's. Um, I think it was a really good tournament for Sloane Stevens. Um, she beat everyone that she played against, apart from Split Olena in the final. She was up a set three six, and then lost six two six two. Who? Correct me if I'm wrong. Svitolina only got into the draw because Hallett pulled out. Yep. Yeah, um, there's a couple of ladies I think that were missing from the from the year-end event that should have been there, and I think as I read an interview with Sloane Stevens saying the bottom four players in the draw and, and or the bottom two players in each pool really wanted to prove to the other four that they are they're in there with them that they are at that level and and clearly they were. Yeah, well, and and you're right because that's what was interesting to me after the pool play that the top four seeds were out. We're out <laughs> in and five through eight. I mean. Osaka didn't win a match, right? Mm. She lost both, all three of her matches. She didn't pick up. She picked up the hundred and fifty odd grand for appearing, but that's not the same as that Sloane Stevens money now. No, that's true. That's true. So I so Sloane made the right decision. She and, did. Uh, I thought yeah. I thought the doubles was interesting um, for the woman at the okay. year end event. Um, I used to when I was at Newcomb's Academy. This girl there called Nicole Malika, and uh, she made the doubles year end event after making the final of Wimbledon this year. They lost first round and got 80k to split between them. That's great. In the men's event, in a couple of weeks' time, that will be done in pools. The men will play three matches in the pool. and the women's, they had a straight draw from the quarters. Oh, really? Um, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And slightly disappointing that they didn't have more women's doubles matches out there for the viewers to watch. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. Um, with, I didn't see one shot played of this WTA finals event. Yeah. What? How was the interest level in the tennis community from your perspective? Oh, none. I think I'm the only one that was probably taking a peek to have a look. Yeah. Uh, at least around here, anyway. Right? Because around here, and we, for those of you that don't know, we work at a tennis facility, so we have tennis on the TV whenever we have the opportunity. It was either Vienna or Basel. Yeah. There was nothing on no, the WTA, yeah. and and this is the. Top. I don't even think it was televised. Not that we could find, right? Yeah. They can go some back ways online, like I do, and see matches, but. Sure. For for the top eight players in the world to not have any television time over here is disappointing, right? It's like well, that. I mean, it comes back to 
you put on what people want to see. Yeah. So there's there's no interest. There's some interest from diehard tennis fans. No yeah. one else. I'll put my hand up there, right? Yeah. But, but even then, I'm not paying for a cable subscription. I'm doing it through the backways online. Exactly. So, I mean, I guess it brings up what we discussed earlier in the year, which is, you know, men's and women's pay. And we don't have to delve too deep down that rabbit hole again. But you've got a, an AT, well, not an ATP, a WTA end of year finals where there's very little interest. Very little interest and and huge money on the line. You yeah. think that would at least draw some viewers in to watch. Yeah. Right. Because a lot of the a lot of the pushback that we heard when um, you look at the grand slams and how women get paid the same amount and I'm all for men and women getting paid the same amount if the interest and the revenue is the same for the women. Exactly. It's not the case. No. And this proves it, I think. Yeah, well I mean, not being on television was one, but the crowds were very sparse. There was mm-hmm. hardly anyone in there. Uh, disappointing. Maybe having it over in Singapore and the time delay is no good for us. But I don't think you see that as an excuse. No. No, no definitely not. Yeah. Um, so the, the last thing I wanted to mention this week, Andy, was... Uh, so Nick Curios. One of our one of our favorite my, uh, my ears light up yeah one of our favorite uh, players on the circuit so he uh, do you know about this Twitch Andy Twitch what do they do play video games play video game basically you're watching somebody play video games and <laughs> I, I I mean look I'm 34 years old it, it sounds stupid to me but the kids will do it right the kids will come in with their phones and like what are you, what are you watching and they're like oh somebody playing Fortnite or somebody playing this or whatever <laughs> and. I said to one of the kids over the summer, why, why? Like, just tell me why. What's going on with this? And they said, well, do you watch sport? And I said, yes. And they're like, well, that's, isn't that the same thing? And I don't know if I agree with that in its entirety, but I understand where they're coming from. They're watching the best video gamers play a game. Yep. And that helps them then play their game. So I get it. I get it. Definitely. I wouldn't do it myself, but I get it. Um... So anyway, Nick Curios is on Twitch, so live streaming himself playing. Yep. And I guess he can, I mean, look, correct me if I'm wrong. Anybody out there that can tell me more about Twitch, please let us know in the comments. But people can view him and comment on him. So anyway, he's, play, he's playing Call of Duty, which I guess is a war game. Yep. Okay. So he's interacting with... I guess other people in his camp and also with people online and somebody says to him well why are you not playing Fortnite like, you need to be playing Fortnite and he says I'm about as good at Fortnite as Evo Karlovich is from the back of the court <laughs> <laughs> and, and look I, it wasn't meant to be in my opinion it wasn't meant to be throwing shade at Karlovich and accusing him of being a bad player Karlovich is a serve and volleyer and you know his game from the back is not what it is at the net and I just thought it was a funny that's a very very good call I I hope people record that and and find a way to get people like that like curious I'd like to see that spread everywhere right exactly that's hilarious exactly anything else to add before we wrap it up you got any picks Sandy we can can go on with a few Australians last week there was Mm -hmm. five challenges yeah right Uh, breast there was one where (laughs) did I write that down right no no it's in France right B-R-E-S-T. Yep, yep, you got that right. Yeah, well, I'll stay with it. Uh, Herbert Hukaris, he beat Ricardo Barrancas 5-1, smashed him in the final. 
Ooh. Uh, we'll carry on with the Australian talk in Las Vegas. The cock was back. Oh, the cock. Cock and Arcus. Yep. He went through and lost wages without dropping a set. Ooh. Yeah. Good so, for him. I mean... Where's he, where's he at? Oh, you probably don't know this. He's probably about 140 in the world right now. Oh, God. Just needs to yeah. be inside that top 100. Yeah, I think there's about six Australians inside the top 100 right now. Um, Jordan Thompson in Tarelga, and he beat Yatsuki Nishioka, three and four in the final. Jordan Thompson, to me, has had the best challenger year out of anyone. Um, he's made seven, seven finals of the challenger circuit, and, he's, and now he's won two titles. So just turning those finals into wins, and he would easily be a top 70 player. I think currently he's about 85. Okay. Uh, so for those of you out there that think we just hate Australians, look, we're talking them up right yeah, now. Yeah, talking them up. Yeah. Talking them up. Uh, it's a love-hate relationship, right? <laughs> <laughs> the last one I want to talk about is in Lizu. Rado Albert beat Miramir Kechmanovic. Oh, 6-2, Kechmanovic, I think, is one to follow. Uh, former top one, number one player in the world. And, juniors? Yep, juniors. Okay. And now he's just making that transition into the pro circuit full-time. And it's already top 200. And I think you'll see him in top 100 next year. Fantastic. All right, well, should we wrap it up there, Andy? It's got it all from me, man. All right, put your money on Djokovic if you're a betting man or woman. We yeah. don't discriminate. Um, find us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you want us to discuss a certain topic, reach out on uh, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. We are Two Guys Talk Tennis. That's Andy. I'm Gareth. Take it easy, everybody. Yeah.